Well, Sunday afternoon is always a good time to go grocery shopping. So that's often what we do. Um, and it, everything was so expensive this week. It's always the same. I mean, listen, there's not as much on sale. Um, things are more expensive than you remember. Apples. I don't remember apples always being like two forty nine a pound. But there you go. That's what they are these days. It's food inflation. We're all suffering through it. It's been talked about for months now. Um, you know, the cost of putting food on the table is a big strain on a lot of household budgets. And uh, in August, it continued to rise at its fastest pace in more than four decades. So no surprise that when you set foot in a grocery store, it's more expensive. Um, so we're left holding the bag, so to speak, of a smaller bag with fewer things in it that was more expensive, uh, essentially. But, uh, and it may moderate in the next few months, it may kind of stop going up as much, but it won't go back to what it was, at least no time soon. So a lot of us are already making some significant changes in the way we shop for food. It's happened quite quickly, actually. Um, and for those in need, of course, it's meant some stark choices, such as eating less or skipping meals altogether. A new survey out last week shows that about 75% of us have changed how we buy food over the past year. That's an incredible number, 75%. So how and what are we doing differently? Joining me with more on that now is Ransom Hawley. He's the CEO of Cattle, which is Canada's largest mobile-first insights platform, and they were behind this study as well. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. It's obviously a very uh, top-of-mind topic these days, the price of food. We see it continue to rise. What did you set out to find with this survey? Well, we set out to survey Canadians, and the data is collected actually from earlier this month, so it's very fresh um, and feeling, uh, getting a lot of very relevant sentiment from Canadians from the rising prices of groceries and other things. Um, but we, we set out to really understand how consumer behavior is changing as a result of this fairly dynamic, I guess I'll say, uh, economic environment. And, and the results were, were quite surprising. Yeah, tell me about them, because I, I think when, when looking through them, some of them are sort of things you might assume, but seeing it down, seeing it actually in black and white was could, was, was pretty stark, I found. Yeah, I, I think none of this, none of the behaviors shifting were, were surprising, but the magnitude at which some of um, the behaviors were changing was, was, was the surprising part. Um, you know, the, I'd say the, the, the headlines of, you know, um, all the impacts that Canadians are feeling from groceries costing more money, gas, everything getting more expensive. Um, you know, something like half of Canadians can't afford a thousand dollar emergency uh, and inflation rates being at the highest they've been in almost half a century. Or uh, I don't remember what the latest stat is, but I mean, we're, we're in some territory here in the, in the past, you know, several decades. Um, but really the, 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 the Coles notes or Reader's Digest, depending on what generation you're from, um, is is that behavior is changing in that consumers are um, using loyalty programs and coupons and flyers more often uh, at a at a significant scale. Um, you know, about one in three Canadians are using loyalty programs more often. Uh, about one in three, just shy, are using flyers more often, digital and paper. And about one in four using coupons more often, um, and and so that's not surprising, but that scale is significant. I mean, just shifting how you shop, um, and then you know another significant data point that we saw is where people are shopping, uh, and they're shifting to um, 
discount and dollar. So almost one in five are shifting to a discount grocery store. Um, and then 12% are buying groceries at dollar stores, believe it or not. It is a big, how much of a change? I don't know if you knew this going in, but how much of a shift was that compared to the past? It, it feels like it's a big shift going on, but uh, that that's anecdotal. Just in terms of the data, what were you seeing? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been working in consumer packaged goods for uh, about 15 years now. And uh, it's not surprising to see discount channels winning from groceries perspective. Um, Canadians, we, we love a good deal from on a per capita basis. We, we purchase a lot of products on quote unquote deal. Um, but we, we haven't seen the shift this large um, in, in my time um, in, in the past 15 years in terms of we'd see a few percentage points, you know, discount winning over traditional grocery stores. Um, but this this shift and even to dollar buying grocery in dollar is is an interesting and, and large shift and i mean you see that type of uh those wins from those publicly traded companies um costco as well so whether you're buying a discount or whether you're buying value right it might be getting you know um a box of mac and cheese for a dollar or it might be buying you know 20 packs of mac and cheese for you know 75 cents a box, but Canadians are, are looking to find value in everywhere they shop, especially for groceries. You also found, and these were not, not necessarily surprising, but also obviously uh, sobering, found some stats around just how people are having to buy less food and in some cases, skip meals. Yeah, that's, um, I, that's to, to me, that's my biggest takeaway is, is okay, consumers are shifting their behavior that has implications for retailers and brands, um, but you know, it's not uncharted territory. Although these numbers are, are quite um, quite staggering, but um, you know, I I live in a in a bubble, um, you know, and, and I, I I don't I'm not exposed to you know let's say what um, some of the marginalized Canadians, which aren't that marginalized considering the percentages here, but you know it's it's scary to see things like um, one in four. Canadians, 24% are buying less food. Um, 8% are shifting their diets. Uh, we see things like um, snacking uh, less or skipping meals. About 20% of Canadians are doing that. Uh, it's it's um, from a how Canadians are doing, um, from how they're navigating this, this type of territory, it has larger implications to just consumer health, right? And think about buying more processed foods from uh, or frozen foods that generally aren't healthier for Canadians uh, and perhaps not getting the nutrition that they're needing uh, because they're eating less or or maybe they're not buying organic anymore or fresh because they're trying to save a dollar. Like uh, there are long-term scary implications for Canadians and, and their health. Yeah, because you compared this, uh, you know, we always talk about feeling the pinch or tightening the belt, and you used a much more, uh, a much more devastating uh, term, body slam. That a lot of Canadians are feeling body slam by food inflation these days. Yeah, it, it truly is. I mean, and it's it's kind of the, you know, the, the triple whammy, right? You've got um, the the impact of inflation, and I'll bucket you know, gas in there um, and just coming off the coattails of, of COVID 
uh, you know, consumer debt levels amongst Canadians are are some of the highest they've ever been. Uh, and then the um, the potential health implications. And we actually saw we covered a lot of um, data collection throughout COVID just to measure these these uncharted territories. And we, and we saw a shift to froze, frozen then as well, which is um, generally speaking less healthy than fresh because people wanted to shop less, right? They wanted to make less grocery trips because of COVID and stay at home. And now we're seeing people buying frozen more and buying more processed foods that are more shelf stable because they're cheaper, right? Um, And you look at, you know, in the history of of, uh, humankind, um, it's only recently that, uh, you know, obesity has been a tax on the poor, right? Um, Because of you know, generally speaking, the unhealthier foods are are cheaper. Brad Sapoli is with us this half hour. He's the CEO of Cattle, Canada's largest mobile-first insights platform. They've just done a whole bunch of work um, on Canadian attitudes and behaviors in grocery stores over the past while. Uh, this is new stuff. It really does reflect what we've seen over the course of the summer into September uh, with these rising food prices and just how Canadians are reacting. And it's pretty stark. Lots of people making much more calculated choices, it would seem, Ransom, just about how they're spending their food dollars. They have to. Right? Did you dig into all it, 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 into what people are thinking about where this is going? Like, is is this temporary? Do people think, or is this going to be a new normal? To use a term that we overuse. Yeah, that that is. It, it's it seems like every every month we we hit it's it's a new normal, right? So I I, I think that probably is overused. I just there's never well at least for the foreseeable future, there's not really going to be any state of normal, but. Um, yeah, so we dug in the, into that a little bit, and because of the data we've collected, we're um, we're, we're doing a, a deeper dive into the consumer sentiment around what's coming in the next twelve months as well. Um, but so so from a from a shopping perspective, we're we're going to continue to see um, retailers like like Costco and Dollarama value players continue to win. Um, I think there's some some really interesting um waves ahead for um for brands branded players at, at the grocery stores um and and i i wonder ben how um you know maybe some some choices that you've made at the grocery shelf whether it be virtually or or actually in store um but i think about you know some of the changes that we've made i've got i've got three little kids mm-hmm. um and, you know, while we're not quite feeling the body slam, we can make some changes and be okay. Uh, a lot of Canadians can't. They're having to make choices around buying less food, as mentioned, and skipping meals. Um, you know, we used to buy branded peanut butter and, and branded pickles. And right. there's two, two, two good examples here. With peanut butter, we tried the private label. The kids didn't approve, and we switched back, right? We're going to see that, and that's important. And then with pickles... We tried the, you know, the much cheaper brand of pickles, great value pickles, and the kids actually preferred them. So that is a habit that's going to stick, right? This, this environment is, is forcing us to try different things and change our behavior, some of which may swing just right, just right back, depending on the category, depending on palates, depending on who the chief decision maker in the household is, which, of course, in ours yeah. is the kids. Indeed. Yeah. And just how much the difference in prices, too. I mean, oftentimes you're looking at a, at a big swing in certain things, right, and not so much in others. I've just found that when you go to the grocery store now, there's so much of what is on sale is sold out. Um, mm-hmm. And so much of the value, more value brands are gone. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of demand for things on sale. I'm just 
anecdotally, I was at the drugstore yesterday and pasta's on sale. It was gone. It was gone. There was two boxes left. You know, it was three for $4, I think. It was gone. Because uh, yes. I think people are really stocking up now when they see a deal, especially with something they know they're going to use. What about this whole story? And this comes up all the time about profiteering. And I don't know whether we don't have to dig into whether it's true or not, because I think there's a lot of the jury is out on that. But is this damaging at all for big grocery chain brands? I think it, I think it can be. And I think uh, the the consumer perception is there might be gouging going on, but I mean the data just isn't isn't really there to support it. On a on a brand like a per brand level from consumer packaged goods goods players, um, you know they they are trying to be as calculated as possible um, using things like shrinkflation, so making packages smaller so they can hold the same uh, price point. Um, but I mean, Canadians are really savvy to that. Um, they haven't been in the past, but, um, they've, they've come a long way over the, over the few years. So they're, they're seeing these changes and, and from a retailer perspective to answer your question, Ben, um, you know, there have been players that have been, um, you know, beating the drum to, uh, saving Canadians money, uh, and, and, you know, their advertising campaigns comparing how much goods cost at one retailer and another, and being involved in this space for, like I said, 15 years, um, there is a significant amount of money that Canadians can save buying the same goods at, at one retailer versus the other. Like we're talking 20, 30% savings. So that's why we're seeing that shift to discount. Um, you know, and, and if I'm, if I'm a, a traditional player that has these higher prices but has a better store environment, um, you know, there is a different type of consumer profile that shops there, but we are seeing Canadians shifting more to discount and finding that discount really isn't, um, um, there isn't a huge disconnect in terms of the, 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 um, well, the experience, right? I mean, the yeah, experience. exactly. The experience. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like restaurants that way. You know, you often do pay for the pay for the napkins, right? The linen, the, the tablecloths yeah. and so on. Yeah. Um, I imagine this. And what's the thing is, I think once people go into, let's say, for instance, a no frills, you know, maybe you've never been to a no frills and you go, it's not what you think it is, right? I mean, they're fine. They're fine. It might be a little less. It's not, the lighting isn't quite as nice and so on. But, you know, my dad owned a business. He always bought bulk food. Um, yeah. And yeah. you get used to it. You know, it's just the way it is. It's a different experience, but it does save you a lot of money, especially if you have a family, I would imagine. Well, there, there's there's that piece that that is once you shop there, there may have been a stigma. I mean, I, my my mother in law uh, went to Freshco here in Ontario, and uh, and and said it's fantastic in there, right? and she's never been, right? But it's a value player, it's a discount player, and so I mean they've got a new loyal customer. And then the other piece is is digital shopping, right? Right? Instacart. One in ten Canadians now use Instacart. Um, so even if I don't like shopping somewhere i can now shop there virtually and have the groceries brought directly to me or i can shop there online and just go and pick them up and have them brought out right to my car um so there's a lot of options where you know the 30 20 to 30 percent premium you're paying for that same you know bottle or tube of something is hard to justify um and and that you know store experience in the linens as you said you know may not cut it in these in these type of uh, economic conditions yeah where well, i was i was just in england too and obviously you see it there with the big discount european grocers like aldi and so on ransom holly thank you so much for your time yes it's been a pleasure thanks ben